I'm Mike Lindell. Retailers, shopping channels, and now even banks have tried canceling myself and my pillow. Well, during these times, your support has meant everything to us. My employees and I want to personally thank each and every one of you by passing the savings directly onto you. For a limited time, you can get my brand new product, My Slippers, for 50% off. That's the lowest price ever. And remember, My Slippers come with an exclusive four-layer design. These layers combine to give you amazing comfort and support and help reduce stress on your feet. And with the durable indoor-outdoor sole, you can wear My Slippers anytime, anywhere. I personally guarantee these will be the most comfortable slippers you'll ever own. So go to MyPillow.com now and use the promo code on your screen or call the 1-800 number below to get my slippers for 50% off, the lowest price in history. And if you do it right now, I'm going to include a free gift with your purchase. Thank you and God bless. Donald J. Trump said, when is Attorney General Mark Brnovich of Arizona going to rule on all of the election fraud? We already know there is zero legal chain of custody and over 700,000 Dropbox ballots. This means they should have never been counted. But not only did they count them, they certified them. Maricopa County election officials have already illegally deleted hundreds of thousands of election-related files. What else are they hiding? Every single precinct activated old, inactive voters to the tune of at least 6% average per precinct. The worst precincts? Well, they managed to magically find an extra 10, 12, even 14% of reactivated voters in a race declared certified by a mere 10,500 voters. 179,418 inactive and supposedly disinterested voters reactivated for 2020 alone? Yeah, right. A voter who votes is the most precious of all voters on the voter rolls, right? So why did Maricopa County, beginning the day after the election, remove 23,108 voters who had just voted? That's two times the margin of the win. What are they hiding? 2,697 of those supposed newly reactivated voters cannot be found on any other county databases. You get the picture. Virtually every single voting precinct in Maricopa County increased their voter roll purge by 200% after the election. Some precincts increased their voter roll scrubs by 500, 600, 700, 900, 1,000 percent, and even up to 1,700 percent. But that's not the worst. The most scrubbed after the election precinct scrubbed their voter rolls at an astounding rate of an increase of 4,066 percent. Now see for yourself just how bad the Maricopa election maladministration is. Use the Q code on your screen and download three interviews interlocking data visualization reports which show exactly what Maricopa County is hiding. Download these free reports now and see the out-of-control election maladministration. Use this Q code or the URL on your screen.
2020 election was the most secure in U.S. history. There has been no evidence of widespread voter fraud. He lost a fair and secure election. The most secure election in American history. Really? All those of you volunteered and worked the polls, you deserve a special thanks from the entire nation. This one mule made 53 trips to 20 drop boxes. He's not alone. We tracked 2,000 mules making multiple ballot drops. Leaving no fingerprints. Snapping photos to get paid. A coordinated ring of illegal vote harvesting in all the key states where the election was decided. They've delivered us a clear victory. Game over. Hey folks, how's it going? Jovan Hutton Pulitzer here. Thank you for joining me this evening. Um, we're going to do the program a little bit different. Normally I'd be doing my radio show, folks, and uh, I have to go through a very fast cadence when I do that. But tonight we're going to slow it down a bit because we're going to serve you some good fruit. Uh, not food, but fruit, right? We're going to get our fruit on, and that's how you say it. Don't be rude. Make sure you pronounce it right. It's fruit. We're going to talk about this man because this man, even though he didn't know it when it happened in the 1800s, came up with something that helped find, ferret out, and expose the election fraud that's going on in our elections. And we all got exposed to it in 2020. Now, some of you, I saw, I was watching some people in the chat and some people were going, hey, that's a... Uh, aerospace term or an airline term or an engineering term. You're exactly right. It's an engineering term. Um, and here's a guy that worked with models. And uh, basically, he's like the father of figuring out like uh, drag and stuff. I've got a little video that might explain some of his work. Here you go. Look. Oh, wait a minute. That's the that's the wrong models and the wrong drag. I am so sorry. Guys have queued up the wrong video there. Uh, it's it's not that kind of drag that uh, 
uh, Frood was so rude in training us about. But uh, uh, I, when I talk drag, I'm not talking that kind of drag, not at all. And I'm certainly not talking those kind of models there, uh, although they're very popular in society. It's uh, chicks with the wrong parts, if you know what I mean. Anyway, and so the way you say this fellow's name is Fruit, just like saying Root, Fruit, Fruit. And just if you want, if you want to do it now, I'm going to give you a heads up before we start with the guest. Here is a Q code for you. This is to download a package of fruit. It's a fruit pack package of how this works, how you look at the numbers. You might want to look at the numbers yourself. Here's the URL. If you don't want to use the Q code, you can just take a screenshot if you want. It's an automatic download, absolutely free, because there's so much to talk about in this particular type of analysis that shows you where the fraud is. I wanted to give it to you in a a series of PowerPoints that uh, my guest this evening has done. And you can look at the spreadsheets. You can get all geeky if if you're a if you're a if you're a numbers person. Oh my God, you're gonna be in you're gonna be in fruit heaven, right? You're gonna be rude to everybody else because you're just gonna ignore everybody else, just digging into the numbers. Okay, and so if you want families and friends to get their geek on, this is the time to do it. Get ready. We're gonna get started with the broadcast. We're gonna serve up some fruit, some good fruit. Get ready. Here we go. Cut the crap. How many times a day do you want to say that to politicians, the elite, the loony liberals, the fake news media, and the gender-confused, emotional socialist snowflake crowd? Cut the crap is your secret weapon for fighting for our freedoms and our great republic. It all begins with a massive mental enema, freeing you from the toxic news and politically correct views, which constipate your consciousness with stinking thinking. Your host, Joe Von Hutton Pulitzer, is known for calling out politicians and telling them to cut the crap. You've seen him on virtually every television network and listened to him on Coast to Coast Radio. And now, he's here to help you learn to fight for America. Culture, race, and American politics, they all have one thing in common. They all need to cut the crap. Now, here's your host, Joe Von Hutton Pulitzer. Uh, As I uh, bring my guest in this evening, I want to share with you, even though this fellow is a geek, right? A total numbers, math, engineering geek, right? Now, don't get it confused with me. Remember, I'm the nerd hiding out in a biker's body. This guy's something completely different. He's a geek. He's a numbers geek. He's an engineer. Uh, He's also my friend. I'm very proud to call him my friend. We spent a lot of time on the road together. And he's probably literally the single nicest person I have ever met in decades because he's just a nice guy. And this nice guy is one of the people behind the scenes that many people don't get exposed to. But when it comes to the serious number crunching, 
when you want to find out exactly what happened, you want to relate all this stuff, these dead voters, all this other stuff. This is the man that is crunching the numbers for everybody out there. This is one of the silent warriors out there that America owes a huge debt to because they are literally pouring their brain into it to figure this out. This is also when you see some of the stuff, you're going to go, mm, I've seen other people uh, talking about this stuff. Didn't Bowtie do it? Well, yeah, exactly. Uh, where do you think Bowtie learned it and, and picked up the formula? And so I want to I want to bring you the man that made that happen and introduce introduce the world of how to ferret this out. Uh, my buddy, Roger Fuller. Roger, how's it going? Very nice. Thank you so much for the compliments. Appreciate it very much. Not I'm a so problem at all. Here. So, hey, let's start uh, real quick with just kind of a background. I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean to decimate your mathematical hero in life by exposing him as the father of drag. Uh, I told the, I told my producer, I, I, I got to have something that explains drag and he does models and, and drag and whatever. I guess I, I said it too quick. I'm, I'm so sorry if I blew it, it was, although I probably could not use that analogy. <laughs> it was very hard for me to get, to get myself under control after seeing that go by to, to, get, to get ready for this. Okay. So, okay, let's do this first. Let's just start with, Who's Roger? Where does Roger come from? And why is Roger doing this? Okay, Roger is uh, <clears throat> Roger grew up in um, New Jersey and uh, and New England. Spent all my summers in Rhode Island, um, just sailing and water skiing and all that kind of stuff in the summer. Um, I um, was always headed to being an engineer. Um, I went and um, I did a, my bachelor's degree is in um, well. Before I went to, to college, I, I took a year off between high school and college, and I joined the Coast Guard. Oh, Reserve. awesome. I didn't so even I know that. that. And um, I um, so I did my initial active duty and then and then went to college. And the whole time I was going to college and graduate school, I was going um, to weekends, except for two summers where um, I went on uh, like a 60-day active duty where I actually worked like an intern at the Coast Guard Research and Development Center doing things like William Frude did, where we were analyzing boats and <clears throat> stability of boats and um, various aspects of them. So, folks, I <clears> want to <throat> share with you something real quick, folks. Uh, William Frude uh, in the mid-1800s, he invented the science of dimensional analysis, which uses similarity parameters. I don't expect you to understand that, but understand how... Uh, uh, Roger, how would you explain it? Forces and drag and speed and how would you explain it? Well, the the um, one that everybody knows about is a Mach number. The Mach number, I don't think not maybe not too many people understand it, but the Mach number is the ratio of two two quantities that have dimensions, like velocity um, has dimensions, miles per hour or whatever. And um, if you take the ratio of the speed of the aircraft to the local speed of sound, uh, you have a dimensionless number. And and Mach 1 is where you're um, breaking the sound speed of sound. That's FAS the, math. Am, am I right? FAS math? Fast as shit? That's all we need to know? <laughs> yes. Well, no, Mach, Mach 10 is fast. There you go. 
There you go. Okay, so we got you on the Coast Guard. You went through the Coast Guard. You yeah. did a couple of uh, extended 60-day uh, deployments. Pick us up from there. Okay, and then uh, then I went to uh, Princeton and went and did a bachelor's degree in aerospace and mechanical engineering, um, where I did um, I custom designed my own program. I was in what was called the engineering physics program, and I did material science, solid state physics, and but the but the requirements for the major were thermodynamics and uh, fluid mechanics. And so I wound up learning a bunch of weird stuff. <laughs> anyway, um, then um, I graduated in 1975 and all the, all the uh, airplane engineers were driving taxi cabs in Houston, the rockets, the rock, everything, aerospace, it just died. Right. <clears throat> and I'd seen some interesting stuff about, microchips and i had an electronic calculator that were like a year they, they'd only been around for about a year and um so i said hey this uh the semiconductor stuff looks pretty cool and uh so the only places that really had a program that you could do engineering kind of stuff with semiconductors were stanford and berkeley so i went to stanford and i switched majors switch switch concentrations to be electrical engineering and I found actually that the uh, this kind of this kind of dimensional analysis stuff nobody in electrical engineering knows how to do it. So it made a couple of things really easy, <laughs> like in in semiconductor fabrication where you have chemicals and and gas flows and all this other stuff. It was just, you know, I I, I smoked one job interview with a guy. <laughs> you smoked? How'd at you a do job that? Interview? That sounds like Berkeley. If you smoked at a job interview, no, no, Don't no. Tell no. us about your weed and Berkeley. <laughs> you know, the guy was asking me, what, well, how, do you, how would you figure out this gas flow? And I, in, you know, in my head, I said, it's just this. I said, how'd you do that? <laughs> there you go. So, well, it's just, just the ratio of these, the ratio of these two, two uh, quantities, you know, <laughs> you can scale it. About, so and then you stuff. parlayed that, you parlayed that uh, going in and applying all this different science to it where they weren't thinking you parlayed it into, tell them a little bit about your career. Yeah, I uh, I had a, a great career. I um, designed microchips. Um, I designed some of the early uh, low power microchips, uh, like the um, the it, you know everybody has a, a digital voltmeter with an LCD display. Uh, the first job, I, first thing I worked on, the first chip I worked on was uh, the first one of those. It was a single chip uh, voltmeter, and um, if anybody if anybody's old enough to remember the old life the life cycle with the array of leds that made the little hills like that i yeah, would light the, up I, as you were doing yeah. the mountains and paths yeah yep i designed the chip that drove that display so you know i've uh, seen that. i have had the dubious distinction of sweating all over your chip readout there was a piece of plastic on top of it or else it would <laughs> messed it up. So things like that, those chips I did back in the, in the seventies. And then, um, um, a general electric bought the company that I had worked for and sort of brought, destroyed the culture of entrepreneurism in, in the, in the company. And, uh, so the, the guy who, who had, was the head of the company his name was Jack Gifford. Um, he rounded up the, a few of us from, from that company. And, and we started a company called maximum integrated products. So I was a founder of that company and, uh, that company recently sold for, I think, $27 billion to analog devices. That's and a nice um, chunk, of, chunk of change. 
yeah, so I, I wound up, that was in 1983, and I wound up being basically um, jack of all trades there. I was designing chips. I was, I was managing the uh, computer-aided design group. I, uh, I, I set up all the PCs that we use to uh, do simulations and, uh, and uh, everything for the engineers. And, and I, wa- I, learned how to, I learned how to write um, programs because we had, you know, like we had a schematic capture package on, on one platform and we had a design rule checking package and they, they weren't intended to talk to each other. So I wrote all the little programs to translate. Like I did an AutoCAD to... Um, AutoCAD to the to the to the Calma format and stuff like that, and that's that is where I learned how to do this. That was how it led naturally into my doing some of the other stuff we're going to show a little later. Where, um, well, like I get a registration database and I find out what's in it. Awesome. Well, here let's let's do this. I what did it for you? I mean, um, I believe states like. California truly red, New York's truly red. I believe we're living in a total facade of a world and what's real out there. Why did you jump into this feat first? Well, you know, right after the election, uh, I saw the things like the, um, the, the Minnesota spike and then, um, Really, within a few days after the election, like Michelle Malkin had a uh, had it put out a video with with one of the people who were the observers at the uh, at the Michigan thing. There's video of a truck and they're unloading ballots, right? And you know this this load of ballots comes in, and it's right in the middle of the time when they had supposedly were not counting, right? So so um, um, I was on a uh, website that was called. Um, the Donald.win. I looked at that a lot. And um, somebody came out and said, well, here's the Edison data that was sent to the New York Times. So and the I downloaded Edison data, that. for people that don't know, that's the uh, data out there that's kind of public for the machines, how they kind of keep track of tallies or whatever. Ex- explain the uh, uh, Edison data a little more specific for folks, Raj. Well, it's arcane. It's um it's it's done in the weirdest way. It's it's how the it's how the states report to the newspapers, and the uh, and the wire services and the television stations. So during during the election night, when after the polls closed, the the tickers they have on the bottom, those are all coming from this this stream of data that comes from one company, and um, you know they're they're tied in with they they must be tied in with the voting machine companies because and that's what they call the Edison data. That's the Edison data. Yeah. And, um, um, you know, it was, it, it was, it's, I, I guess you can, you can jump on that stream and, and download it in your computer while it's going. I didn't know this before because, you know, I'm clueless like everybody else until, until, until Fox news and called it for Arizona about three minutes after they closed the polls. Okay. Just, I've never asked this question, but is the Edison data considered reliable? Um, I think it's, I think it's reliable. I think the states try really hard to make their data come out on the TV quickly and accurately. Right. Um, I don't, I don't really know anything about it beyond that. I just, I, I, so I downloaded it and you can't, you can't tell anything from it at all because they, they make it so that it's, um, 
it's oddly formatted. They don't, you know, I, if I was doing, if I was setting something like this up, I would say, okay, in the last, you know, in the last half hour, I got so many votes for Biden and so many votes for Trump. And I'd send out two numbers. They don't do that. They send out, they send out an, an accumulating count. Okay. So, so every, every, they send out an accumulating count and then they, then they have two percentages. And so, so somewhere it gets calculated that this, at this snapshot, you, you take whatever the two percentages are, and that gives you the number of ballots. So that I, maybe it's because that's the way they do the tickers. You know, they show how many ballots and how many ballots, but it doesn't tell you anything about the batch that came in, how many came in in that time frame, or anything. So, so I did one of my little, I did one of my little programs and, and, uh, and, you know, took the difference between it and multiplied by the percentage. Found some very interesting things. So like, let, uh, I want to, I want to show one of these just real quick to explain yeah. how uh, maybe you geek out on uh, the data. I want to throw th something on my screen for people just to see, because a good way to understand um, Roger is digging in the data, finding the anomalies. And then Roger, after we just discuss these real quick uh, three slides, I want you to explain why and how you brought uh, fruit into it. But let's look at this first one. What are we, what are we looking at here? It's, it's supposedly the Michigan spike. What's important about this? Well, uh, what you see there is you'll see, um, this is not, the, this is not the, the raw data. This is a, this is after I, I, I processed it through a program that I wrote. Right. So you wrote your program just like you did for chips. Right. So you could kind of look at it reasonably. So you took this gobbledygook right. and lo and so behold, shows, this gobbledygook, here's what you saw. Okay. So it shows the Michigan and it shows, um, uh, November, uh, November 4th at 1131 Zulu time, which is, which is like five or four or five in the morning in Michigan, right. which is when they were stopped counting. Okay, so this batch of 149,772 ballots comes in. Holy smokes. Okay, now in this in this thing, it 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 shows up that you know it's 498 and uh 4.498 and 0.485, but so okay, so you get 74,586.46 votes. Uh, you know, I didn't think you could have a point four six. How can vote. you have a how can you have a fraction yeah but so i you know it and and you know i didn't i didn't really know this happened i heard these things being said out on the web oh there was a spike of 449 so I, I went looking for it and there it is and so the other one is but but you also found weird things like negative batches this is uh, There's uh, a negative uh michigan batch. negative batch what does this mean well if you look at the if you look at the line below the Michigan one. It's earlier. Okay. It's earlier by, by, see the, the bad time between batches can vary from, from a few minutes to this one's, this one's an almost is more than an hour or it's, it's like half an hour. This one's half an hour between right. and the tap, the total on the one below it is higher than the total on that line. So, the, so they're reducing the number of Ballots because if I look in. under that yellow line, if I'm looking the line under it, it says the total was 
23,973.55. No, the, look- the, the number to look at is the uh, 5291005 versus the 5303. I get right, it. Right right after the tally. That's the right. tally. So and so just, what what wow. so the, the tally the tally the one the line below the thing is is an earlier tally. Yeah, forty nine thousand two hundred twenty seven. You want to look at the the number right right next to tally the word tally. Okay, five okay. three zero oh, three four four two. Right, that's earlier, and the next number is five two nine. It's less. Ah, okay, I see it now. They're, they're subtracting. They're subtract. They're it's less. So the difference. See the, the the see the tally. The tally is what they report. I'm calculating the differences. Okay. So that's what why it be, comes out negative. What would be the the reason that a feed would suck out votes? Would is it autocorrected? I would assume this is an automated feed. I mean, somebody's not manually punching them in. Is there any logical explanation for this at all? Not, not that I can imagine. (laughs) You know, like, okay, maybe let's go to quickly um, Draza and, and I, I have some experience in control system design and, and um, uh, systems automation for, um, you know, these industrial controllers and the like. And um, or thermostat even or speed control in your car, and so so when you when you have when you want to fill a tank you you put a set point on it, and uh, you know you have a system that that has positive has negative feedback to make it come up to the place and stop and and keep it filled to the right place. The only thing I can imagine is they got it all wrong. They got too much gain, and and it went over and they had to take some out and they put some back and take some out. Because I think the whole thing's run on an algorithm and it's all predetermined. Why is that just on its face not accepted as fraud? Why can they say it was just a boo-boo? I mean, what's going on here? Or is this just flat out ignored? Um, it seems to be ignored. Um, the 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 pr- remarkable example was Virginia, um, where where it you know, went way high and then it came back down and then it went way back up again and it came back down again overnight. I mean, it's not hard to miss. I mean, when you look at it and I'm looking at the right thing to see that it changed, it sucked them right out of there and there's no logical uh, reason why it happened. Let's look at this California one. You pointed out fractionals. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking at these lines. How do you even get 0.66 of a vote? Well, you you have you have a batch the the upper line that's yellow. Uh, the difference between the difference between the previous tally and this tally was one vote, and it's reporting. You know, it's reporting what it's reporting. It's reporting 0.32 and 0.66. It's it's a batch of one vote, and it's being reported as fractional votes. This is a pretty sure sign that a computer is doing this, that it's it's monitoring it and self-adjusting as it goes. Would you, would you read it the same way? Well, later, a little later, not much later, um, 
there were there were people that were had had uh, seen the Dominion voting systems instruction manuals. Right. And there are there are ways to program those machines to count one candidate with 1.25 and count the other candidate with with 0.75. And you can set the machines to do that. It's called the Chavez the Chavez system. They were just designed looking, to do that. Just looking at this is uh, you know fractional votes right counted when. Uh, black American males only counted as two thirds as a human. We got rid of it uh, in, in our constitution. Nobody's supposed to be counted uh, fractional anymore. Uh, but when you, yeah, when you look at the numbers this way, it's pretty blatant. Folks, we're going to take a break real quick. We're going to come back. We're going to dive into Pennsylvania, right, Raj? We're going to start with Pennsylvania. Is that where we'll yeah. start? So th this is how I got started. And now, now we're getting to where I, I started with the fruit stuff. So. Very good. So hang tight, folks. Uh, share this. Call a friend. Tell them tune in. You're going to want to see how Frude, Roger, brought uh, an inventor from the 1800s into this and figured out this mess as easy as he can show it to you here. You're going to want to watch this. Hang tight. We'll be right back. See, I told you learning how to tell the world to cut the crap would make you feel great. There's more to come. Jovan will be right back. The morning after the 3 November 2020 presidential election, Americans woke up to the stark reality that our great nation was under a new type of attack. This attack didn't come with mortars or bullets, but was an assault on our sacred election process. Since then, Americans everywhere have had to ask themselves if they really believe that our election was true and fair. We are in a time of large-scale government corruption and many have lost faith in our institutions. That's why we formed the America Project for you and for the nation. The America Project was formed by a group of fellow patriots who are building the most pro-freedom and pro-America network ever known. The America Project will connect you with organizations, churches, small businesses, and individuals to help you win for America. The America Project is about actions and results. Join our team today. God bless you and God bless America. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, CEO of MyPillow. Retailers, shopping channels, and now even banks have tried to cancel myself and MyPillow. Well, during these times, your support has meant everything to us. So my employees and I want to personally thank each and every one of you by passing the savings directly onto you. We're selling the best products ever for the best prices ever. For example, we have my standard size MyPillow, regularly $69.98, now only $19.98 with your promo code. Or you can get custom fit with my premium queen size MyPillows, regularly $79.98, now just $29.98. Or my king size, regular $89.98, now just $34.98. So go to MyPillow.com now and use the promo code on your screen or call the 1-800 number below to receive this exclusive offer. If you do it right now, I'm going to include a free gift with your purchase. Thank you and God bless. Jovan, HuttonPulitzer.Locals.com is the only place a true patriot can stay informed, free of charge, without censorship. Over 18.5 million plays, it's Jovan Hutton Pulitzer. It's absolutely a government triangulation. They are literally putting Mike Lindell in the crosshairs. They get to choose 250 ballots of their choosing. 
now you have the facts and the information to educate them and to open their eyes to what's really happened. Even I had no idea how dirty they play this game of censorship until I lost my social media. If you consider yourself to be a true patriot, it would be a crime not to visit jovanhuttonpulitzer.locals.com today. I guarantee you, you will absolutely be the smartest patriot in the room. We're back. Now let's continue to fight back and take back our country by learning how to tell the politically correct to cut Cut the the crap. Here's Jovan. So I know, folks, this seems kind of geeky, and anytime you get into numbers and how it's done, it's always going to be a little bit uh, geeky. I understand that. What we're talking about is a method. uh, We'll call it engineering. We'll call it math. We'll call it geeky science, whatever it is, that the what Frude had pioneered was able to be applied to this and to be able to see the effects of the fraud right? I'm going to try to keep it really, really simple during this program. There are several, um, should we say, PowerPoints, charts, and stuff that will go with this. I'm going to put this on my screen for you. You can screen capture it. Just snap a picture of your screen or capture it on your mobile device. It will take you to an automatic download. And if you're geeking out over seeing really awesome numbers like this and how they stick out, do me a favor. You want to get Roger's package. It's absolutely free. You can just go look at it and download, and you can start beginning to understand how this looks and how it works. Everybody's going to have to be hands on deck, and there's many things we're going to have to do differently when it comes to the 2022 midterms than we have ever done before. It's just going to be the way it is. Uh, Later on in the broadcast, I'm going to have Roger talk about an idea of his with your mail-in ballot, what needs to be done. But I would suggest that you go ahead and get the package. And so, Roger, real quick, I I want to, uh, before we get into uh, Pennsylvania, tell us about Frude and why you knew this would work and help you find the fraud. Okay, well, the the first slide in the Pennsylvania is is, is really about this. So go, cool, let's go to it. Okay, well here we go. I'm going to pop right into it. Here we go. Uh, okay. Let me go full screen for folks. Okay, Rog, go away. Or the, the first, the first. That's the title. The first real slide. Oh, okay. I got to show your pretty title. I mean, look at that. It had all kinds of artistic flair to it. Uh, the design is rather balanced for an engineer. That's the, gotta, that's the first. That's just the gotta, first one that came you up. You got to touch with your very creative side. I love that. Okay, here we go. Let's go. Okay, let's go. <clears throat> okay, so before we get all the way into it, what what happened was is that in the spring of in you know I saw I watched you in Georgia and I watched I watched Bobby in Pennsylvania, and um, I tried to contact you guys and never heard back. Of course. <laughs> And and, uh, and um, um, finally, finally, Bobby asked for volunteers to help with his mayor race. Right. And uh, and he called me back. And uh, so so I wound up being able to watch him. And, and one thing he said when he was talking about Arizona was that in the 90s, in the 90s, typically you'd had you had like 60 percent or 65 percent of people 
who were eligible would get registered. Right. And um, and then um, about half of them would vote. So that's what that's what the top part of the slide talks about is in the, in the in back until the 2000s, when it took a little effort to get registered and we only could vote on Election Day, you would only see about 32 or 30 to 40 percent. 40 percent would be a very high number of the eligible population actually voting. Right. OK, so. I knew that it, it wasn't like that now. So I started looking at, at this in detail and um, I, I got all the information from from a website with the population numbers and the voting turnout for 2020. And um, what I found is that the lowest percentage was Oklahoma on the statewide basis was Oklahoma at 55%. And they're saying 55% of their eligible population and that was the dead last one 55 percent of them voted right wow okay and minnesota minnesota was the highest had 80 percent of its eligible population statewide right voting well okay. the reason it got that bump uh right there of extra 25 percent was elon omar and all her husbands were able to vote together right <laughs> and, um, and, and in minnesota i think it's the 2000 mules thing it's with um it's with it's with uncon <clears throat> it's with the way they changed it so that they could issue issue um illegal right really illegal mail ballots absentee ballots and uh the voter mules so you had so you had all this ballots like bobby always says ballots are like currency that's okay? right um and and you know they had to have a way to flood the market with the currency so that they could be laundered into the system Okay, so that's so I started looking at this as you know where where is it the worst? Where do you have the highest percentages of eligible population voting? Um, because people just look at turnout. Okay, we got it. We got a we got an eighty percent turnout. Wow, that's that's that seems high, but that's not even talking about how many people are registered because. No, they're just saying, see if I've got this right. Every possible person who was old enough to vote, technically legal to vote, eight out of 10 of them voted. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's so, so now go to So go to the next slide. All right. So what you see there is uh, you're going to see. Okay. Now we're, now we're down to Pennsylvania. All right. Let me see. Pennsylvania. So I started doing this analysis of, you know, looking at looking at the the census data. I collected the. I did. I decided to do, you know, Michigan, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, Georgia, Arizona, and Nevada to the county right. level. Okay. So now, so so here's the results from doing Pennsylvania. These are the top ten counties in Pennsylvania. So so you have the the fraction of the eligible population that's registered is at 97 percent holy smokes and then that's and then the turnout, the turnout from that is 81 percent you wouldn't have 97.3 percent of the population show up to pick up a free check if everybody was going to get a free check in 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 um, australia you are legally required to vote Okay, you have to vote. If you don't vote, you get a fine. 
They don't even get 90%. Yeah, I was going to say, they don't even get 90%. I mean, that's just nuts Ola. But this is how how much manipulation they had to do right. to beat Trump or to take it from Trump. But it's not even it's not even really manipulation. It's it's motor voter. It's automatically reg- getting everybody registered automatically. You go, you change your address and your driver's license, that you get registered. And maybe maybe you don't even know it. Okay, I would you think can, most people don't. But these numbers, right? I mean, ninety seven point three percent in Bucks County, ninety three point four in Montgomery, ninety three point five in Chester. Um. Wow. Okay, so notice notice that, that where everybody was focused, everybody was thinking that Philadelphia is where this all happened. It's not. Um, what what one thing that I found one thing that I found that's like all over the place is that the obvious places are not in the top ten. I mean, Detroit's not in the top ten. Philadelphia in 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 Michigan, Milwaukee's not. Uh, Atlanta's not, they're all down in the middle somewhere. It's the counties that have fairly large populations around the outside of the big cities is where it really happened. So I think that, you know, they have everybody looking at Philadelphia and, and Atlanta. And, um, the you know, we maybe we should not be looking, maybe we should be looking in, in you know, counties that have 300,000 or 400,000. For instance, in, in, in Arizona in particular, <clears throat> Maricopa, Arizona only has 15 counties. So um, Maricopa is like number eight, number nine. It's it's below halfway. Yavapai County in Arizona, which has a few hundred thousand, might be easier to find 10,000 votes there, is what I was thinking. Okay, so so now now the fruit analysis step is you take these numbers and the fruit the fruit with the trick with the fruit thing is um i scale today's number to a a number that would be what we would use in uh you know what we would have been like in in like for instance pima county in 2000 was 30 percent right okay so so um in 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 Arizona, what I did was, is I took the the thirty um, percent and divided it by what this county got, what what every county. I used thirty percent as my historical. Yeah, that's your um, baseline. You my historical with. baseline, right? And I created a fruit number, which is the ratio of the historical and the numerator with the with the that county's actual in the denominator. So then I multiply that by the number of ballots, and that is the number of ballots that would have come from that eligible population in the historical pattern. That would have been if it would have just met the historical standards, not been all these freaking anomalies, if this is what would have statistically been expected. Right. If you took that eligible population and they voted at 30%, how many ballots would you get? Right. So I call those real ballots. Okay. And then um, then I subtract that from the actual number of ballots, and that's phantom ballots. So the fruit number scales today's voting to a historical pattern. 
kind of just a layover like, because you know you like, you tend to look like at everything a, just like a model in a, just like a model in an air in a wind tunnel right scale absolutely up to the real thing okay so now if you want to see a fruit sheet uh several pages down if you go uh, to like let's uh, see should we go to page uh, nine? this one page nine page nine all right uh let me get it to click there we go okay so this is the nation um, I, I guess you can't see much of that too well, can you? Uh, I can, okay. I can, let me, let me pump it up. I mean, pump we're going to, okay. yeah. I think I so, can, uh, slide it just enough to make these. There you go. How's that? So, so these are the statewide numbers. If you see column C is the eligible population for Alabama, for instance, the first one. Um, right. Meaning that's e people who are of legal age to vote forward. Right. Okay, that's the eligible population. Versus eligible population. population. They're okay. over eighteen population. Right. Okay. And and there's there's the full population in column E, and in column F is the number of ballots reported by their secretary of state. So Alabama, if we look at the first one, has five million twenty four thousand two hundred seventy nine individuals living there. Of that, there are three million six hundred eighty three thousand fifty five of those residents that are eligible to vote and in the from, election from the census that's from the yeah. census okay and then in the election the number of ballots supposedly by this eligible population uh three million six eighty three oh fifty five the number of ballots cast was two million three hundred twenty five thousand right so they have about a, a an eligible ratio in that of uh sixty three point one percent correct right okay <clears throat> okay then <clears throat> then there's I, I gave them a very generous 70% times 70%. Okay, 70% registered, 70% turnout is 0.49. Right. <clears throat> and that so the ballots to eligible over the historical, or the excuse me, the wrong way around. Historical over the ballots to eligible is the fruit number there. I'm going to okay. zoom this so we can we can see that column. Oh, hang on. My bad driving. Hold on. Uh, there. Right? Okay. Column L, yes. Column L, 0.74. So you gave him a 49, and column L is so, basically... Yeah, 0.49, uh, uh, 0.49 divided by... Uh, point. 0.49 divided by 0.631 is 0.776. So, so 0.776 is the, if you multiply that by the number of ballots, that's how many ballots would be cast by that eligible population. Normally, that's in 1,023,094. At 70% and 70%. Okay. Not that, that that even that even that is a big that even that's big. The real the real that the real thing in 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 like in in Arizona in two thousand was thirty percent, not forty nine percent. Okay, so I'm scaling it to forty nine percent. And so you're saying that three hundred and fifty two thousand oh thirty one of this. Uh, well, you're looking. What state are you looking at now? Uh, I think I were looking. We're still looking at Alabama, right? Oh, you're going, uh, no, oh wait, you're down, hang on. You're no, down in the caves there. You rolled it down. Yeah, uh, hang on. Yeah, 
it's me driving and I messed it up. Hang on. Okay. Let me get, let me get my zoom off. Okay. Now we got Alabama here. Okay. Okay. And so you're saying that, uh, 0.776, I was on the wrong one. Sorry. Um, it would have normally generated 1,800,697. Right. That and you're saying that 520.303 is absolute trash. Well, it's an estimator now. <laughs> okay. Right. So, so but basically what it, what it tells, what it says is that in, in a regime where there was 70% registered and 70% turnout of that. Right. With that eligible population, you would get 1.8 million ballots. Versus the 2,325,000 they said they got. Right. So the phantom number is is you know the two point three million minus the one point eight. It's just it's just a divide. It's just a subtraction. And looking so, at uh, row fourteen, which you separate out as the Georgia runoff. If yes. I read this correctly, four million four hundred eighty four thousand nine hundred fifty four ballots cast. You're saying what would have been reasonable would be three point five four four million. You're saying there's almost there was almost a million phantom possible votes in just that runoff yeah and this is this is with a a very generous historical so you're giving them the benefit of the doubt and it's so egregious that even giving them benefit of doubt it still sticks out like a sore thumb right so so when when i first did this i was i i did a i did a video like this with with bobby python and liz harris right and when I first did it for Arizona, I was using like 33% because that's what Pima County did. And <laughs> that was Bobby's number from, from, you know, his historical number. I came up with 900,000 fake ballots in, in Maricopa. How long have they been inflating this crap? How, how long do you think it's been going on that they've been inflating these synthetic numbers into the system? The the motor voter bill was passed in 1996, and but California was doing it before that. I I I did I've done a couple of a couple of places where um, I was I was more heavily involved in um, in the action there, like in in uh, Nevada, um, right? Working with with Robert Beatles and Edward Solomon, you know, back in a year ago. <clears throat> and um and and um in arizona um you know i i i look you look on the secretary of state for historical data and i find pima county in 2000 was 31 percent. so so in 2000 but i i did it um seth keschel was going to san diego and um uh, so i I have just got, I've just recently gotten to where I can do the details in California. And I um, um, went really looking into San Diego County. And um, I, you know, looking at California, that basically you're getting these 50% kind of numbers back into the 90s. So California, California has been doing it longer. How, how can this not we have to be at the point this tells on itself. At, at some time, this bloat supersedes how many living people there are. Well, where where you are, where we are right now is um, 
California, California is not, not statewide is not in the highest because there are a lot of rural counties. They, they don't bother so much in rural counties. Right. right. Because they don't affect things very much. But in I live here, I'm sitting here on the edge of the San Francisco Bay in Marin County. Marin County, I think, is the worst in the country. Wow. 97% registered and 90% voted for 88.7% of the eligible population. I, I just can't believe it. <laughs> it's just it's just not possible. And 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 I I you know I'm fairly certain that. The mechanism is just have lots and lots of ballots out there, and and in in as 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 we found in Arizona, ninety percent of the people, only ten percent of the people voted on election day. Right. So the 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 system works by, <clears throat> as Bobby again, Bobby's Bobby's described all this, and we'll get get back to Bobby because I started doing. With Bobby able to get a uh, hold of uh, registration records, then I was able to really look into the the details of who these people are, you know, right. and, and where they are. And um, so, because this this uh, fruit analysis is very global, uh, you know, several states I've done to the county level, it's almost impossible to do it any farther than that because there's no census data available. Okay. So, folks, let's, uh, Rod. We're gonna go, we're gonna take a break, folks. When we come back, um, I want to dive in to to show you. Uh, Roger's done this analysis too, uh, following uh, what Bobby has shown uh, many of you of just how bad this is and how it ends up sticking out like a sore thumb when you see it. And so we're going to jump to some other uh, numbers as we head into the final segment. We'll be right back right after this. The last segment of the program is coming up next. And if you haven't shared cut the crap with your friends in social media, now is the time to do it. Just think how much more power we all would have in saving our great country if everyone knew the truth about what really goes on behind their backs and learned how to tell the system to cut the crap. We'll be right back after this. Get the hard-hitting truth. The left doesn't want you to hear the real truth Jovan Hutton Pulitzer has to tell you. You want common sense and facts, and that is what Jovan Hutton Pulitzer can provide. He is your warrior helping you fight the left. Jovan Hutton Pulitzer is unnerving the left daily as he tells you exactly what you need to hear. At jovanhuttonpulitzer.locals.com, you will receive the truth that the left does not want you to hear. Just go to jovanhuttonpulitzer.locals.com right now to hear the truth. The morning after the 3 November 2020 presidential election, Americans woke up to the stark reality that our great nation was under a new type of attack. This attack didn't come with mortars or bullets, but was an assault on our sacred election process. Since then, Americans everywhere have had to ask themselves if they really believe that our election was true and fair. We are in a time of large-scale government corruption, and many have lost faith in our institutions. That's why we formed the America Project for you and for the nation. 
The America Project was formed by a group of fellow patriots who are building the most pro-freedom and pro-American network ever known. The America Project will connect you with organizations, churches, small businesses, and individuals to help you win for America. The America Project is about actions and results. Join our team today. God bless you and God bless America. Can you feel it? You're getting more powerful by the minute. Just think of the impact your voice will have simply because you know how to tell the culture, race, and American political prostitutes. They all need to cut the crap. Let's get back to Jovan and his final words for this week's program. I know, folks, that this can seem uh, very depressing, and I want you to understand the crime you cannot fight is the crime you cannot see or do not recognize. In order to change this, to fight it, you have to understand how it works. I use this example all the time. I'm going to repeat it because it just fits. I was having dinner one evening years and years ago with Alan Dershowitz. He said something at dinner that shocked the hell out of me. I did not understand it. He said that the death of Ron Goldman and Nicole Simpson Brown or Brown Simpson was the most important event to ever happen in forensics and police work. I didn't understand it at that time. It took me a while to get it. And I, and I asked him to clarify because, you know, I'm, I'm going to be a hundred questions at this point because you normally think how in the hell, and I know, you know, super, super bright guy, Harvard professor and everything, probably one of the best legal minds in the United States. How can this murder be an important moment in time. And he basically said, because it was so wide known, and at that time was a major television event, remember, you know, the white Bronco going down the highway and everything. He said, because the Brentwood Police Department screwed up so bad and traipsed through the crime scene. There were footprints all over the place, everything else. It was televised. It forced all law enforcement agencies to basically say, we're not going to let that shit happen to us. And everybody collectively upgraded. And it completely changed the future of forensics for better. Remember, we go to the airport now and we take off our shoes because somebody was able to get on the plane with a shoe bomb in it. This is how we learn. This is how we evolve. This moment in time with the 2020 election was a gift. Because I'm telling you, we have been blessed to be the nation of humans that is alive at this time that we can see all of this happening in real time and we can call it out. 
No other time in history has been able to do that. Everything's been so heavily controlled. Can you imagine, and I use this again, and I'll say it again, you know, you go to Dallas, Texas, you go to the sixth floor museum where Oswald supposedly shot JFK, and they still have the bullet in a case that supposedly did nine entry and exit wounds through people and or car, and that bullet's still intact. And even an elementary school kid right now, because of television shows and shows about forensics and Mythbusters and stuff, know that bullet would have been decimated and a lump of nothing, looking more like a nugget, gold nugget than a bullet. The government is addicted to pulling the wool over our eyes. But at this moment in time, we can see it. You're right, Greg. He knows it. They outed themselves. This is a gift. They've always had cover, and they've never had their asses handed to them to get them fired. We are the very people and the generation that is going to do it because they cannot hide this anymore. And I know this gets depressing, but this is a gift because it happened before our eyes. I guarantee you right now, we probably have the most educated nation as a whole that understands now how our elections are run and how our elections are broken. Everybody knows what tally machines are and how the ballots are counted and everything else that nobody ever paid attention before. This is important. This is a gift. I know it uh, can get very depressing, but we have been given a gift. One of the people working to make sure we understand this gift is my friend Roger Fuller. Roger is a gift to all of us because he has busted his ass, spent his time, money, and effort crisscrossing the country, doing this for many, many states. Uh, so Roger, real quick, List off some of the states you're working with, and let's take a look at this Illinois uh, scenario. Go, go to go to go to page go to page five on the uh, Pennsylvania first. Page five on Pennsylvania. Five, five, yeah. Okay, stand by. Because I, I I'm interested you that you brought up the O.J. Simpson trial because we had we had a suitcase full of unfolded ballots get pulled out from under a table and we counted go. as mail ballots. They were counted as mail ballots, those flat ballots that never got folded. Right. Okay. We had that and nobody's been arrested. Okay. And here's another one. This one is Pennsylvania. Notice that they notice that there's 2.59 million mail ballots counted. Correct. They only mailed out 1.8 million and they only got back 1.4 million. There's okay. Pennsylvania reports ballots. having mailed out 1,823,148 mail out ballots. That should be the total universe, of which they got 1,462,302 returned. Yet, the total mail in votes numbers they report is 2,589,242. Where did the extra two? Uh, million five eighty nine two forty two minus that come from? Where does that extra one point one two six million votes come from? This was this was put out by by Senator Mastriano. 
this is why, uh, and I tell folks, this, this is no longer us fighting the left. This is us now fighting the Republican Party rhinos. They do not want to take a long, hard look at this. Not at all. And this is how bad it is. And this is why they're all saying, hey, you know, nothing to see here, right? Just go on, nothing to see here. It is horrible. Now, I know you're thinking nothing's going on. Uh, that's not true. But the, what you do need to understand is we're fighting a uniparty. And when you get we're fighting a uniparty, we have to fight much harder if we're going to get them all locked up. Sorry, Roger. Go ahead. So 1,126,940 extra mail-in ballots based on their own numbers. The, fir the first thought that came to my mind is um, maybe somebody should count the envelopes. Absolutely. I haven't even, I have, I've been working with the people in Pennsylvania and uh, they won't let you see the envelopes. Because they don't have them. And, and well, folks, I've, I've told you this. The most valuable part of that mail-in ballot is not the ballot. It's the mail-in envelope it comes back in that somebody ostensibly signs with a witness. That's the gold mine. And so in order for it to be mailed out, it would have, in fact, had an envelope, right? It's mailed out in one envelope. The person opens it. They've got a net, another envelope in it. They've got their ballot. They mark the ballot, put it back in the security envelope, sign it, and send it back. The very important piece of that is that return envelope. However, with all of these loopholes, it's one of the first things they destroy and get rid of. And they do that because many, many times there are not those envelopes. Are there, Roger? We, I don't know. We haven't been able to find out. We're um, getting there. We're yeah. getting there. But these numbers are, I mean, here it is. People should in Pennsylvania, but it's the rhinos there that stopped us. Yeah. Not the, not the liberals. We expect them to do it. Stephanie's right. They were cracking ballots. That's what it is. And they run these extra ballots through. The envelope is the most priceless thing. These rhinos have always known what was up. Well, this is why they detached the UPS records from it. Go ahead, Rod. It gets them elected, too. That's right. And, and, and I, I fear that's a lot of what they don't want people to see. Let's move on. I want to go to... Um, we're going to go back to Illinois. Okay. Explain so, your work here with Bobby and figuring yeah. out these formulas to find where these floaters were in the system. Okay. Well, we, we don't, I, you know, I've been looking for the magic bullet. I've been looking for something I could pull out of the registration records. Right. The first, the first phase is that we get the registration records because first yet yeah, Bobby has to be a statewide candidate to be eligible and if you if you're not you don't get them uh, like right. a person running for the house of representatives only gets their district Bobby right. gets the statewide it came in two files one files registrations and one files voter history registration file has 8.9 million records so excel can only take one point something million records and so right. you can't really use it 
and then and then um, the voter history is even worse. It came in a single file that's one and a half gigabytes and has 82 million records that's got a voter ID and an election date. So, so uh, you know, here I go with my writing my little stupid programs. And um, so I, I first broke, broke the registrations out into the counties where they're more or less manageable. Um, there's two, count, two counties have more than a million in, in, um, in Illinois. And what, one of the first things I found was is that Chicago isn't Cook County. <laughs> Illinois has 102 counties, but there's 108 jurisdiction. And there is not a single address in Chicago in Cook County jurisdiction. Wait a minute. Say that again? Okay. So there's 102 counties on the books, but somehow in elections, there's 108 jurisdictions? Yeah, in the voter registration file. And, and do they Cook have County, do they have six phantom jurisdictions just to keep uh, Chicago and Illinois crooked? Is that what's been going on? Where we got I, Obama I and others? I don't think so. I think it's I think it's a matter of managing things. It's not it's not it's not. I don't think that is specifically nefarious. But but uh, Cook County is is jurisdiction sixteen, and and it's all like Schaumburg and all the all the area outside of Chicago proper. Right. That is, uh, that is Cook County and Chic and all every Chicago address is in jurisdiction 105. I just thought it was interesting and I, you know, kind of a punchline. Chicago is not Cook County. <laughs> wow. It is, wow. it is, it is Cook County. One County administration runs the whole thing. That's nuts. Okay. And so when you take a look at this supposed Cook County, the state's reports the state reports 3,253,333 Cook County registrations specifically for the November 3rd, 2020 election? Yes. Okay, wait, I want to wait, wait. Their election reporting. Most one thing one thing you find is that, that when you when you look at register uh, voting history, when you look at the Secretary of State's websites or whatever. Right. They show the registered voters and then they show the number of ballots and then they right. show, you know, they show those things. So that that's the number that 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 Cook County reported as being registered and eligible to vote in the 2020 election. Three million two hundred fifty three thousand three hundred and thirty three. OK. OK, so so then if you add those two jurisdictions together. There's two hundred eighty four thousand more. <laughs> I see that because if you add Chicago and then you yeah. add Cook, which is technically one in the same, it says there's 3,537,931, which yeah. means you have 284,623 so, floaters. Here, more than well, the whole state this is, this is this. I think this is something else, actually. This is we got that we got the registration file in August. Right. Uh, and and one thing that I noticed immediately is that. There were 8.3 million reported by the Secretary of State for the 2020 election. And in August 2021, there's 8.9 million in the registration records. There's 600,000 more after a general election. Some kind of registration drive going on, isn't there? That's like a, that defies all odds because you do the rush for the buildup for the big vote, not the lesser vote. 
Oh, that tells me unless you're preparing for 2020. I was going to say that tells me they're packing it on for 2020. Holy shit. That's a big number. And, and, um, the, uh, it, it just, it's just there. That's the numbers in the file. And the other interesting thing is because I'm gathering all this census data all the time, the 2020 census came out and the population of Illinois has declined by 125,000 in, in, since 2010. Yet all these voter right. numbers are 600,000 more, 600,000 more than probably one of the prime, you know, high registration elections in history. 600,000 more after the election in a state where the population is declining. Well, okay. Chicago is the proving ground hotbed of all election fraud, right? Daily. I mean, daily and those guys perfected it. You'd have to go back to, to hell, the stuff McKinley, in New maybe. York long ago. McKinley. It, yeah. You know, uh, what, what's it? Tammany hall and all that crap. To, oh Yeah. To have to match something. 1896. <laughs> Holy smokes. Tell me what these numbers are right here. We're looking at in Chicago Jurisdiction 105. And, okay, and, how, so, and what, are you, what are you showing here? So the way, so working with Bobby, Bobby, Bobby puts up a spreadsheet with all this stuff and he just sees the patterns because he's done so much stock, stock handling and stock trading and stuff. And he, you know, it's basically, it looks like the same kind of algorithms as high frequency stock trading, uh, you know, things moving in and out. So, so Bobby and I sat and talked a lot and he, I said, well, what kind of patterns are you seeing? What do you, what do you see? And, and so, so I wrote programs to, to, um, to enhance that by, by giving him files that have already been sorted for these patterns. So, so one of the things he, he really likes is, uh, um, People that have the same first and last name, right? Like Bob, so, Bob, or Paul Ryan, or Ryan Paul. No, those are the flips. Okay. People have the same first, like how many John Smiths are there? Okay. okay. Got it. So I I wrote a program that scans. Usually I, I run these at the county level, although I ran them statewide because they they have they cross county lines. And um, so you wind up with people with the same name in different counties. And um, and the other thing about it is, is some of them have matching birth dates. So what you see there is uh, in the, in this jurisdiction, there's 1.8 million records. Um, there's 164,696 that have first and last name combinations shared by 608,000 people. So there are 608,000 people that have at least one other person with the same first and last name in Chicago. In Chicago. <laughs> Just uh, Chicago. Okay. Uh, yeah. And 22,000 22, of them have the same age. Now, that's another thing. Another thing Illinois does. Same name, is, same age. Age. Now, now. I would do. Wait, I, would wait, I want to make sure I got that right. Hang on, hang on. I want to make sure I got it right. We're talking in these files of one hundred sixty-four thousand six ninety-six. You find the same exact name. When you drill down, you also find in that mix that twenty-two thousand three hundred nine of them also have the same exact age. 
age. Okay, because and and I would do birth date. It, it, when I when when we have the when I have the data, I match them by birth date. So you don't get quite as many. Right. But but um, um, but Illinois, the, the voter registration files that we get have just got age. They don't have the birth date, so you can't do this. Well, they do that because they, they neuter them on purpose. They know if they don't give you the full birth date, they're harder to find. Yeah. And I have found across the United States, everywhere, they're intentionally neutering that. I had this yes. discussion with the attorney general investigation team in Arizona, and I'm showing them thousands and thousands of dead voters. And they said, well, that's not possible. And I said, here they are. And they were showing these names. Well, this one could be wrong. It says, you cannot tell me this is wrong when they have the same freaking birthday. And they said, well, you, you only kind of have the age they are, don't you? Because that's what the rig is. And I said, no, I have the exact 100% birthday. And they go, how did you get that? Did you pull it from public records? And I said, no, we didn't pull it from public records. We got it from the freaking parties. Here's the exact birthday. Now you tell me why this person with the same exact name, same exact address, same exact birth date, but has two different voter registrations and voting in two precincts. Of course, they kind of went quiet. They, knew, they know how this rig is done, just giving the birth date, the uh, birth years or the su suspected age. Sorry, right. go ahead. So it's it that that's actually voter registration fraud, right? Right there, absolutely. It's a it's a felony. Having they, two voter ID, same person they with don't, two yeah, voter they ID. They don't. They are so used to the way the system operates. Maybe one of these days I'll share the videos because I tell them I said, your job guys is to investigate this, and you're regurgitating back to me what the border supervisor says to you. Do you think they're going to say, oh, you caught me. Here's how it really works. And you think we're going to send you back uh, information just uh, where they rook it and just say, well, this person's approximately 46. Folks, there's all kinds of rigs in this stuff. They do it to prevent hundreds the of micro doing. rigs. Yes, hundreds. absolutely. Uh, well, we've now proven our own. These are truly microaggressions, microaggressions yes. against you, the voter in our right. country. Go ahead. Let's go into these numbers again. So 378 flip-floppers. Okay, yeah, that's 378. That's that's like Ryan Paul and Paul Ryan. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, now, then, then I do that. So that's first and latch name together, matching together. That's one of the programs. And then I have another program where it just does last names. Because uh, Bobby, Bobby really uses the last name frequencies. And uh, so we find out some very interesting things by, by for instance, the the demographics shows right up. Right. For instance, in San Diego County, uh, San Diego County, I just did last week. Um, it uh, the uh, the top five most common names, last names. Um, four of them are Hispanic, like Hernandez Lopez. And only one of them is only one of them is Smith, I guess. Smith is the right. one that's not right, and it's not the most common. In in uh, Cook County, there the next slide or two shows um, number three in in uh, Cook County, which is not Chicago, is Patel. So so you know for Bobby, this is part of part of his campaign is to 
um, you know, we, we kind of refine by last name where where we want to spend our time and with what groups. Right. So it's it's part of the it's part of the uh, campaign process too, as well as as well as you know being able to tell people um, how we're being abused. Yes. Well, at worst case, I mean, this is this is you you have to dig into the numbers because this is tells you where to laser focus. Yes. Tells you who to hunt down and figure out what's going on. Yeah. So the but the fruit stuff the fruit stuff is like the thirty thousand foot look down and uh, right. you know. So I, you, I, I'll see that, you know, we shouldn't be wasting our time in Philadelphia. Well, right. Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania's got a really good one. Um, Pennsylvania, um, the gal that I was working with, just saw a lot of, of uh, she saw a few of this pattern where people were registered to vote before 1971. Now, the voting age changed in 1971. It used to be 21. July 1st, 1971, it changed. She noticed that there were people that got registered in 1970, but they were 18 years old. Okay, so I I wrote I wrote a program to look for these in Pennsylvania, and I found 100,000 of them. Wow, these are people who are registered to vote under 21 when the voting age is 21, and I'm telling you they wouldn't register anybody under 21 back then either. So. The assumption has to be that, that that these are being placed into the registration rolls, right? Uh, in the present, they're being um, inserted from outside yeah. sources that are somehow have access infiltrated into yeah. these systems. And, and it turns out that it turns out that the the Democratic National Committee and the Republican National Committee have rewrite access. Okay, so one of the so now the secondary thing. I did this by county, and it's very interesting that all around Philadelphia, like Dauphin County and Delaware County, there's like 10,000, 20,000, 30,000. In Philadelphia, there's 666, and I, Bobby and I saw that. We said, well, gee, they like to sign their work, don't they? They do like to sign their work. Folks, uh, I, I, I want to encourage you, folks. I, we could keep on talking about this forever, but we're not going to do it. I want to encourage you, use the Q code on your screen. Do a screenshot, folks. Do a screenshot. Snap a photo um, of this or just go to the URL on your screen. It's really easy. Fatfreecartpro.com, right? It's, it's really easy to remember. Just snap you a, a screenshot of it. If you're on your desktop or laptop, pull out your mobile phone. If you're watching on your mobile phone, you basically power button and up sound at the same time. Hit your power button and your up sound at the same time. It'll automatically snap a photo of what's on your screen at the moment. You want to get Roger's work. Uh, there's no way we can cover it here uh, and, and do it justice for you uh, because there's just two much to see but it'll give you a chance to dive into it we'll have roger on at a another time so roger your parting words uh My parting words Patriots. is the way the way they do this rig is by having all the mail-in voting and and you know encouraging people to vote early when you vote early you're telling them you voted that's and right if you don't vote early you're telling them you haven't voted so if they know how who's voted and who hasn't at election day 
they they run this rig with an algorithm in the machines so they take they wander in votes from people who didn't vote so one thing we we the, we the people have to fix this because our legislatures are not changing the things getting rid of the machines and getting rid of early voting i'd suggest that you get a mail ballot make sure you get a mail ballot take it with you and go vote on election day and if they tell you you've already voted you call the sheriff take your own pen to but folks you take your own to... ballpoint pen so they don't sharpie you out yep i want to remind you of this here's what roger's saying he he told me this earlier today and i thought it's absolutely brilliant get your mail-in ballot even get on the list of the mail-in ballot make sure you get a have it ballot. have it mailed to you okay if you don't, don't get it if you don't get it there's already been a crime committed that's right don't throw it away if you get multiples don't throw them away because people were dumpster diving to find those excess ones but take your voting ballot go in on election day with your own ballpoint pen and demand they're they're they'll you either cancel that ballot or they're going to repent you a new one but if you walk in and you have your ballot in hand don't pull it out right away and they tell you well you've already voted uh we see it was returned you write then and there call the sheriff get the paperwork filled out and file the report that is the evidence of the crime in real time roger i think that's absolutely brilliant but I think that's only the only way that we, the people, you know, we, it's being left to us because our legislatures aren't acting. I, and, you know, everybody, you said it, you said it on Ann Vandersteel last night. We, the people have to fix this. Right. Here's a way. Here's something we can do. I, I don't know if it'll work or not. We have to have a massive numbers do it. And the secret is don't let them know who's voted and who hasn't voted before Election Day. Absolutely. It's, it's Edward Solomon's work. That, that shows this, that by knowing who has voted before election day is how they run the rig. Absolutely. Uh, folks, uh, I'm going to, uh, we're going to, I'm going to let you share your thanks for whatever you want to do uh, for Roger. We're going to play warrior for you. And if you have comments, I'm going to pump up the banners. So um, Roger has the ability to see what you want to share with him uh, regarding his work. Hang on, let me get to the right one. Ooh, ooh, hang on, mm, there we go. And uh, I want you to, as we do this, uh, let Roger uh, know what you think of his work, uh, etc. Here we go.
what you've done for you, for me, for our country. You'll go down in history as our warrior. So, Roger, I appreciate you joining me this evening. I know everybody loved your work. It made sense. I was reading the comments. People said they got it. So, Roger, thank you very much, folks. Uh, I'll see you in the morning, 7 a.m. Remember, I record my program 7 a.m. every morning, 7 p.m. every evening, seven days a week uh, for Roger and myself. Uh, I just want to thank every one of you, and I want to thank you for being here. Share this. We need people to see it and understand it. Take care, folks. Love you all. Bye-bye. Thank you. Most people are afraid to stand up and speak out, but not you. You've been learning how to tell the system. 
to cut the crap. What can I do to help save the America I love? And the answer is, learn how to fight back and tell the system to cut the crap. Cut the crap's not just a radio program, it's a movement. The right kind of movement, which breaks free the conservative constipation and reminds you that you are the majority. And we're just not going to take it anymore. Make sure you're following Joe Von Hunt and Pulitzer on all social media. See you next week. And between now and then, take a stand and tell them all to cut the crap. Hey there. Think of all those people who mocked you for being a conspiracy theorist. Are you ready to become the smartest patriot in the room? Well, now's your chance to join me on Local. It's exclusive. It's a free trial membership where you can use to determine if my work, my insight, my content, and what I do to educate you to fight this fight for our country is worth it. And this is a whopping $4.16 decision since that's what the membership is with an annual subscription. Now, you have to decide if $4.16 a month is worth becoming the smartest patriot in the room. So are you willing to spend $4.16 to gain the knowledge and insight it takes to make sure your country and our way of life survives? Is $4.16 even worth being able to prove to your family, friends, and coworkers that you're not some whacked conspiracy theorist? Is $4.16 worth spending on your education to fight this fight, but to also know you can do it where you can share the truth and talk about the truth, so help us God, and not get banned? If you are ready to become a fact-slinging, ass-kicking warrior of truth who fights for the survival of this country, then I invite you to take me up on this offer and determine if our country... Our future and my information is worth $4.16. Now, of course. But you know what? If we lost the election, we know when we lose. If I lost the election, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with it. Seriously. The county has refused to produce the network routers. We want the routers, Sonny. The county refused to produce the network routers. Wendy, we got to get those routers, please. Get up. Get up. Routers. Come on, Kelly. We can get those routers. Those routers. Wow. If you got those routers, what that will show. And they don't want to give up the routers. They are fighting like hell. Why are these commissioners fighting not to give the routers? How simple could it be? That will tell the truth. And they don't want to give up the routers. What are they trying to hide? And I say it, and I'll say it, because the easiest way of cheating is to throw them away. That's easier. The county has refused to produce the network routers. We want the routers, Sonny. The county refused to produce the network routers. Wendy, we gotta get those routers, please. It's so unfair. It's so unfair. It's so ridiculous. I'll be honest, though. Look, we all like to win. If I lost this election, I could handle it pretty easily. What? Running 24, sir. You're gonna win. And I say, wait a minute. I just won six months ago. The big lie, they call it. Those trends are unproven. And knowing what happened in the election is a good thing, not a bad thing. It's a good thing, not a bad thing. It's a good thing. The county has refused to produce the network routers. We want the routers, Sonny. The county refused to produce the network routers. Wendy, we gotta get those routers, please. If you think about cancel, everything about cancel culture, they want cancel culture. But what they don't want to do is anything having to do with the 2020 election. We have no press. We have no voice. They almost got away with it. 
They may have gotten away with it. And I've got to tell you, I've got to say this. I've never said it before, but I've always thought it. I get along with Putin because that's a good thing, not a bad thing. The county has refused to produce the network routers. We want the routers, Sonny. The county refused to produce the network routers. Wendy, we got to get those routers, please. Get up! Get up! Get up!